You're listening to the Independent News Hour on 99.5 FM. I'm your host, John Tarleton. We now turn to the future of the Earth. This week, diplomats, world leaders, and a small army of fossil fuel industry lobbyists have gathered in the United Arab Emirates, or UAE, for the 28th Annual UN Climate Summit. Uh, There's no sign that progress will be made on reaching new agreements to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and stabilize soaring global temperatures. Uh, Joining us now to talk climate progress closer to home is Tefa Galviz. She is a member of the Eco-Socialist Working Group of the New York City chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America. Last year, Eco-Socialists were a key part of a coalition of groups that persuaded the New York State Legislature to pass the Build Public Renewables Act. In a moment, we'll learn why that's a big deal. uh, Tefa, welcome to the Independent News Hour. Hi, how are you doing today? Thank you so much uh, for having us in your show. Of course, it's great to have you with us. Uh, so before we uh, uh, go further into the interview, uh, we're going to play this clip from Sheikh Al-Jabir, uh, president of the COP28 Climate Summit taking place right now in the UAE. He is also the head of U- UAE's state-owned oil and gas company. Okay, that was not Sheikh uh, Jabir. Um, so I don't know if we're going to uh, hear from the Sheikh. Um, Wait, give me a moment. Let me see if you gave me. All right, let's try. There is no science uh, out there or no scenario out there that says that the phase out of fossil fuel is what's going to achieve 1.5. 1.5 is my North Star. All right, so that that was Sheikh Al Jabir, uh, head of both the um, you of a state-owned oil and gas company, also uh, president of this year's uh, climate summit. Uh, uh, Tafa, first of all, just your thought on uh, the kind of people who are, are currently driving the train uh, that uh, you're trying to turn around. It's shameful. It's just ridiculous how someone can lie in such manner like the amount of ego and greed that you must have to be able to lie like that of course this is important to him because he's an oil executive and so why would we be surprised that he's using a platform to advocate for his industry and not for the world the science is clear and it has been clear for over a decade that if we want to keep the earth habitable our only choice is to move away from fossil fuels and You know, him and Elon Musk can take their spaceships and want to go to other places. They can go do that, but we don't want to do that. We want the Earth. We are being extremely harmful to it, and the effects are happening now. We're seeing higher asthma levels, polluted water, polluted food supplies. So if he wants to keep on lying and using his money for it, go for it, but we're going to keep on fighting. Right. So uh, let's talk about that fight. The uh, NYC DSA and in particular, it's the eco-socialist working group uh, wing of the organization uh, fought for four years to get the Build Public Renewables Act passed in New York. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit uh, what's in that act and why you think it's so important? 
Yeah, so in this act, we're moving into renewables in a faster pace. We're democratizing the way that renewables are built. We're making sure that there is a just transition. We're making sure that communities um, are being taken care of, like shutting down plants that are uh, contaminating impacted communities. Uh, we're creating uh, economic benefits for community members that are uh, low income community members that are struggling to pay their utilities. So it really is uh, a step away from privatization into public ownership. Um, we started fighting for this about four years ago, but the first thing we had to do was we had to write the bill. Um, uh, we have come to realize that legislators and politicians have gotten really cozy in their jobs and they don't want to write good legislation and even less pass good legislation. So we started by writing three different bills. Um, and the first year we tried to figure out what a bill was the best bill. And then we finally picked one and we pushed with it in the second year. And it went on the um, Climate Commission. Uh, Kevin Parker was the sponsor and he sat on the bill the whole year. And so we decided, OK, Kevin, you're going to sit on the bill. We're going to primary you and we're going to get someone to to move you out of the way. And so the following year, we almost took his seat uh, with David Alexis in Flatbush. And therefore, we built the momentum we needed to move the bill out of uh, commission in the Senate. But that was not all we did throughout all the time. We did coalition build, building uh, through Public Power New York with organizations like say like IBW, the Steam Feeders Union, um, the Energy Democracy Alliance, Food and Water Action, New York City DSA. We act for Environment Justice, Sunrise New York City, St. Energy Project, UHABW, Long Island Progressive Coalition, Nassau County DSA, Southfield County DSA, Hudson Valley DSA, Mids and Holly Valley DSA. For the many, Sunrise Westchester, Central New York, Syracuse, Alliance for a Green New Economy, Metro Justice, Rochester Justice, Network to a Sustainable Tomorrow, uh, Capital uh, District DSA, the Finger Lakes, Ithaca DSA, and right, New York right. to CL. I mean, like, it was such a broad amount of people. And I just really wanted to name them all because... This did not happen because someone had an idea and then someone else wanted to enact it. This was thousands of people represented through thousands of through their representatives in a coalition. And then also our socialist in office elected that last year united, fought together, and the electeds represented us both in the assembly and the senate and pushed through and made sure that our political power that we had built was heard and taken care of in the in the assembly and the senate and so we won we won because we built uh from love and and uh power okay so now you've got the legislation passed uh you you're facing the challenge of implementation and a governor who's uh, been obstructing uh, every step of the way uh can you talk about uh what's the next uh, for you all to try to really make this uh, dream into a reality Definitely. We definitely know that passing something doesn't mean it's going to get done. So we are doing an implementation campaign where we are working to build pressure from below and inside to make sure that the governor uh, builds the BPRA to its full potential. It's no longer a proposal. BPRA is the law. And we intend to do everything needed to make sure it's a law that is followed as written. We want to organize people in places that will benefit from the renewable projects so that they can 
be heard and we want to build with organized labor so that they can also be part of a just transition. Okay. And, um, uh, can you talk about has, has the, the victory with the BPRA, uh, has that, uh, had an influence in other states? Absolutely. Others, I mean, BPRA has been known, as a matter of fact, around the world. We have had people talk to us about it as something that is incredibly important to like the future that we're walking into. But DSA National, uh, has a commission, the Green New Deal Commission, who has created a campaign called Build for Power where they're assessing uh, different states and coaching chapters uh, that can make their own public power campaigns. And in this moment, uh, there are a couple of states like Michigan, like Minnesota and Michigan working on it and uh, other places like Milwaukee. Okay. And and let's just talk for a minute here about the value of, um, of, of having a public renewable, publicly owned renewable power system. Uh, recently, in New Jersey, they had uh, big plans afoot uh, to do a lot of offshore wind that was going to be built by a Danish corporation. The Danes are kind of at the forefront uh, in the private uh, uh, industry as far as building uh, offshore wind, except the the, the corporation uh, had, a, had a situation where with changing interest rates, they decided they couldn't make the profits they needed, and they withdrew from the project, and New Jersey is kind of, just uh, stuck uh, with no path forward. Uh, can, can you kind of compare that to what uh, you all have uh, set the stage for here? Definitely. Um, oh, are you there? Yes, still here. Oh, definitely. So you know that's an incredible, perfect example of why we can no longer rely on a private own anything uh, kind of market. Uh, we have given them years and opportunities and millions of dollars and millions of chances and they fail over and over and over again. And it is a perfect example to know that we need a new way. And the new way is having a publicly owned and democratized um, form of building renewable energy. And so away from the, we need to go away from the from the private and into publicly owned. Okay. And last question, uh, uh, a little more of a, a meta question. Uh, I, I think uh, yeah, certainly uh, progressives and socialists have a very clear understanding that our political system is uh, deeply dysfunctional and rarely serves uh, ordinary uh, working people. But what gives you all the drive uh, to, to keep at it and to try to wrest uh, some uh, form of justice out of a, a broken system people people and centering people over profit we do this as an act of love and community we're fighting for our lives over death the life of the earth over death our families over profit and people want to build community and thrive together and so people are really 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 uh the inspiration and what drives this for us and where could people find out more about your organization? You can go to ecosocialist.nyc and you can find more about our social media, the campaign, what we're doing now, what we have done before. Okay. Well, Atefa Galviz from the Eco Socialist Working Group of New York City, 
Democratic Socialists of America. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today during Climate Week. Thank you so much. And let's fight and win.